The Movie Bar Podcast. Now it's time for the future presentation. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to the Future Presentation Podcast presented by The Movie Bar. The movie podcast exploring the timeless classics that have stood the test of time and those that haven't. Let's start the show. I am your host, John, and I'm here and joined by my former best friend. <laughs> Love you. <laughs> I'm Justin. Oh, this week we're discussing, uh, it's a movie, The Butterfly Effect, which is celebrating its 20th anniversary. Yeah. Well, first off, how you doing this week? Besides being an asshole. Well, that means I'm doing great. <laughs> Must Cold be feeling balls. better. Cold yeah, we as balls. We've had uh, a 60 degree day on Saturday. Snow squalls yesterday. Cold as hell today, and snowstorm tonight. So. How cold was it today? Uh, in the 30s. Wow, we got the 20s. That was last night. But literally snow squalls for like an hour and a half. We got snow. Not a lot. Just a little bit. Yeah. It flurried. Lots of flooding because we had a snowstorm and another rainstorm last week. So all that is... My sump pump's been going off the chain the last two weeks. Fun, fun. Oh yeah, welcome to New England. All yeah, right, that's why I left. A little bit of housekeeping. Um, so you did watch a few episodes of Ted the series. Yeah. What are your thoughts on it so far? I mean, I think it bothers critics that more, you know, guys I think can relate to his character in this show than they can any other high school teenager representation that's out there. You're talking about John Bennett. Yeah. Just because I felt the credit. Seth MacFarlane stretching the limits of his family guy here and all that. It's like, no, he's able to freely actually put the words that belong in there. And I mean, most of the way in the crap that they get into, like, it's stuff that feasibly we would have come up with. Surprising we didn't come up with a lot of that shit. I mean, we didn't catfish anybody being there, you know, missing father or anything, but (laughs) we could have done some shit like that. I don't know, do we have any friends with no dads? Have we no any bullies? But I mean, it's it's pretty funny if you have that that sense of humor. I mean, yeah, that childhood. It was nice to to have him say he was going to the mall and show a picture of the South Shore Plaza. Yeah, because everybody from Framingham. That is definitely the South Shore Plaza. Yeah. Um, and just seeing you know other familiar things, the way they represented Dorchester. Yeah. That's hilarious. Most people won't get that. Everybody from Boston does. 
I just found it odd that they showed the South Shore Plaza as being the show set in Framingham. Well, you know. That looks too nice. Yeah. The collection might not have allowed it. Whereas we all know yeah. the South Shore Plaza is open for filming. Yes. As we've discussed in prior episodes. Yes. But um, yeah, it, it definitely gave the same vibe as, as the movies did. And, you know, Ted is still Ted. Yeah, I mean, they changed some, you know, like the father and the mother obviously ain't the same actors yeah. or anything like that. But And the introduction of a new character, the cousin. Yeah. Um, as you watch the rest of the season, I mean, it was only seven episodes the first yeah, season. I think I'm like most, I think I watched maybe all of three episodes. I don't know. But, like, I thought I watched a lot more than I did because it felt like I was just so into it. And then when yeah, I, the episodes, they seem very long when you're watching it, but I was just watching it, paying attention to it. Yeah. And, and then all of a sudden it's like, Oh shit, I only watched three episodes. I thought I watched like five or six, mm. but no, it's pretty good. Kept my attention. But, which then led me down a rabbit hole, which you'll find out a little bit. But um, I think we got some news stories to report on. Yes, we have uh, Peter Crombie, best known for playing at Crazy Joe Davola in the season four of Seinfeld has died. He was 71. He was also in The Blob, Seven, and Natural Born Killers. Those things I probably would have known him from. Yeah. Uh, but uh, condolences. And actress... Tissa Farrow passed away at the age of 72. She's known for Homer, Only God Knows, Strange Shadows in an Empty Room, The Initiation of Sarah Fingers, Search and Destroy, and The Last Hunter, and also um, grown-up star Alec Mooser died at 50. He was the, when they're at the water park and the girls are oiling that guy with all the muscles. He's like, hey, ladies, hey. You ever been with somebody from, you know? That was him. But condolences to all their family, friends, and fans. Um, yes, yes. A couple trailers came out in the last two weeks. <laughs> and I watched them um, five minutes ago. Yeah. I want time for trailers, goddammit. You can see, uh, now that I've watched them, I can tell you why I didn't watch them. Because I knew how I would react to them. All right, well, let's discuss Mickey Mouse Trap first. Um, of course, this trailer dropped immediately on January 1st. Oh, immediately. As soon as Mickey entered the public domain. Well, um, I mean, the trailer doesn't leave it up for any debate. They put the big old Steamboat Willie poster right up front center. They play the cartoon. But, I mean, to me, it just feels like let's just capitalize on this and get the hell out. Simple slasher, not much to it. Much like the Winnie the Pooh Blood and Honey movie last year. Which, I mean, I get the whole money grab thing, but you've had time. This isn't like it was all of a sudden like, oh, 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 shit. I mean, Disney been planning this. For probably 99 years. So, <laughs> uh, 
you know, it, it, it just feels like maybe they should have put a little bit more effort into it. I don't know. I guess, you know, budgets are budgets, but. Yeah. Um, you know, typical campy horror movie. Bunch of teenagers yeah. saying tropes and all that shit. Mm-hmm. But it's getting a theatrical release on March 24th of this year, so I might go check it out. I won't. <laughs> if you're lucky, I'll watch it if we cover it. <laughs> well, how about the next one? No Way Up. Uh, airplane. There's a lot of airplane movies coming out. Yeah. Uh, so this one, we got some people on a flight, and they suck some birds into the engine, and airplane goes down, and somehow magically they're trapped way down on the ocean floor in an airplane. Um, scientifically, I don't know if it makes the most sense in the world. Um, as someone who just watched the trailer. It doesn't really seem to interest me at all. Just seems like another no, yeah, different place to trap some people in a uh, in a situation with some animals, essentially. At least they're not you know thirty thousand feet in the air with snakes. Yeah, but I mean, again, it's just kind of I don't know rehashing old things yeah get some get some original ideas out there i thought it was gonna be like another sharknado movie oh my god it's not something crappy like that so and lastly abigail a little killer ballerina vampire ballerina yeah vampire ballerina i stand corrected what would you call that? A vampalina? Yeah, something like that. Ballapaya? Oh, and no way out no way up comes out uh February sixteenth, so that's next month. Mm. But uh yeah, so you know, it, it, typical killer kid movie, like they think it's like all sweet and innocent and turns into a beast of some sorts. Starts kicking the crap out of everybody. Yeah, there's one point when she, when the one lady's trying to make a pack with her, like, hey, you know, if you, if you behave and whatever, we'll, uh, you know, we'll make sure you get out of here okay. And she's like, okay. And then she's like, I feel bad for what's going to happen to you. And then I think they kind of spoiled it too much. They always do with movies like that. Yeah. They should have left what she was out of the trailer entirely. Yeah. I think they should have shown some scenes of like a foot kicking someone in the head or, or blood flying or something, but not have her in it. Yeah. Except maybe that scene where they shoot her in the head. Leave that in there. Yeah. Everything else leave out. Just leave that one one image of them shooting the little girl in the head. That would get people to go and see it. Well, that comes out uh, April 19th, 2024. Although, so 
to be fair, they probably had to put her getting up and wiping it off in the trailer just to make it kosher with the censors. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you just go around shooting kids nowadays. No, no, they do. They they frown on stuff like that. So maybe. All right. What have you watched this week? Oh, did I watch anything? Let's see. I watched. I almost didn't, but I watched the butterfly effect today. <laughs> One job. That's all you have to do is watch a fucking movie and talk about it. That's all I ask. Uh, I almost didn't have time. Shut your mouth. This is a two-hour movie, man. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, I did watch UHF. Oh, Pardon okay. Me. Not the whole thing. It's on the background. Uh, and uh, Ted. <laughs> The show, not the movie. Well, I've had some free time. So, this is going to be a bit. I can't remember if I watched it last week before the episode or not. I think I might have, but Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah. I don't remember these things. Then I watched, watched Clerks 1, 2, and 3. Good movies. Sad at the end of three, but whatever. I watched National Lampoon's Van Wilder. Baywatch. House at the End of the Street. I watched this movie called Amber Alert, which was kind of fucking stupid. It's a like three people recording themselves on camera then they see an amber alert on this on the highway and they see the car so they follow it and fucking chaos breaks out then i watch grandma's boy it's a good fucking movie mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i watched mall rats texas chainsaw 3d the hitcher richie rich i've been wanting to watch that since you said it so i finally sat down and watched it uh, then I watched this uh, a new Amazon movie role play with Kaylee Kuko from The Big Bang Theory. Yeah. I almost watched that. It, it wasn't bad. Then I watched Ted One and Two. I watched No Hard Feelings. I watched Dog, the one with Channing Tatum where he brings that crazy ass dog. So, watched the superhero movie. And I watched The Butterfly Effect and then The Butterfly Effect 2. So. Yeah, it was a light week. Like, doing stuff. It wasn't a light week for me watching movies, but. But now it's time for the feature presentation. But this week. kids and I used to have those blackouts. Well, some of those memories have been coming back to me. There are moments in life we choose to remember. Do you think that we'll be together forever? <laughs> and some memories <laughs> we can never forget. All I know is that by reading these journals, I might be able to get Kaylee back. I'd think twice about what you're doing. You could wake up a lot more messed up than you are now. I haven't seen results like this before. 
But what if you could go back in time? You are completely relaxed. Think of it like a movie. You can pause, rewind, or slow down. Could you save the one person that mattered the most? I lost you once, and I'm not losing you again. Evan, you've never lost me. What are you talking about? You got nice life. You stay away from us. What about Kaylee? Is she all right? If I go back to the beginning, I might be able to save her. Just tell me if you see anything weird. Weirder than this. How are you doing this? You wouldn't believe me if I told you. You can't change who people are without destroying who they were. Every time I try to go back in time and help someone, everything just goes wrong. Oh my God, what did we do? You can't play God. The butterfly effect. But this week we are covering the butterfly effect, which was directed by Jay Mackie Gruber and Eric Brees. Had a box office of 96.8 million US dollars. Has two sequels, The Butterfly Effect 2 and The Butterfly Effect 3 Revelations. It was originally released on January 23rd, 2004. It is rated R and has a runtime of two hours. Currently streaming. Nowhere, but is available for purchase on all streaming sites. A cast of characters. We have Ashton Kutcher as Evan. John Patrick Abadori as Evan at 13. Logan Lerman as Evan at 7. <clears throat> Melora Walters as Andrea. Amy Smart as Kaylee. Irene Garovea as Kaylee at 13, and Sarah Widows as Kaylee at 7, Eldon Henson as Lenny, Kevin G. Schmidt as Lenny at 13, Jake Case as Lenny at 7, William Lee Scott as Tommy, Jesse James as Tommy at 13, Cameron Bright as Tommy at 7, Eric Stoltz as Mr. Miller, Caleb Keith Rennie as Jason, Lorena Gale as Mrs. Boswell, Nathaniel Devereaux as Dr. Redfield, Ethan Supley as Thumper, and Kevin Durand as Carlos. Oh, it's quite the cast list there. Yeah. I was expecting more from it with that cast list. <laughs> I just was. It was just too easy to figure out. I thought it was pretty good. Have you, had you never seen it before? No. Uh-uh. The first time I watched it. Uh, I'm surprised. I thought you would have liked that kind of movie. But first off, uh, let's talk Ashton Kutcher. So this is 2004. So 
Would that be post that 70s show? Or yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, he didn't do this kind of thing before that 70s show. Well, yeah, but I'm trying to figure out if it was in, like during the set, that 70s show, if it was after uh, 2004. I think it was kind of during. Yeah, I think towards the later, because obviously he's way older. And, that was um, running after we graduated high school. Yeah. So, so, you know, this is definitely different than the character of Michael Kelso. Yeah. Very serious role. Like, yeah. I knew he was cast because, you know, he was one of the hottest things in Hollywood at that time. They all were at that point from that 70s show. But, like, that first scene when he goes to his friend's house and meets their dad and films the. After the whole hospital scene? Yeah. When you you get, like, you get that first introduction on where he's running around crazy. But, like, that just kind of sets the tone for this movie. Like, the first thing from his childhood that he talks about is the fucking secret movie with with Kaylee and Tommy's father, which fucking creepo. Yeah, I saw Eric Stoltz was in it. I didn't know that Eric Stoltz was going to wind up being a pedo. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, that that's a rough way to start a movie. I mean, I was open-minded. I was hopeful at that point. Obviously thought it was going to be a rougher movie than it was. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I think that kind of set the bar a little bit high for its, uh, you know, kind of its tone. Kind of set it a little, just set the bar too high, and it didn't quite hold out the whole way. But, I mean, it was, it catches your attention. Yeah, it it definitely shows why Tommy acts the way he does and, you know, why that that first timeline, they turn out the way they do. It's not like, a movie you want to watch on your phone in public, that's for sure. Were you, were you in public watching <laughs> no, this? No, I was watching it okay. here in the house, but the kids, I obviously wasn't going to let the kids watch it, but they're home because, you know, day off and all that. I was watching on my phone, and my wife comes up by. What are you watching? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you ask me no questions. <laughs> she walks in at that one moment. All right, now uh, you guys gonna do what adults do when they yeah, get married? Now you need to walk into the room up behind <laughs> me, huh? Now you need to know what I'm doing on my phone. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, you know, it definitely shows how. Like what set the actions for that course? But man, the fucking imagine having blackouts like that, like he does, just by reading something. That's why I don't. Yeah, read. the problem is that like after I, like I read the description before I watched the movie, which was probably a mistake, um, because I read their description and then they started going through all these scenes, and I was like, ah, crap! I figured it out. Yeah. Oh, so that's why. Okay. <laughs> It's like, well, that make, takes everything away from the movie. The one time you fucking read something in your entire life and you fucking... No, because I figured out the sixth sense in fucking 30 seconds, too. It's not hard if they wrote these twists better and be... Yeah. You know, but they they put it front and center. I mean, I couldn't help but think, 
gee, I wonder if the morals, you know, it's just, you know, they put it front and center. Yeah. And I mean, I know, you know, obviously the title of it, Butterfly Effect, is going to have something to do with time travel in some way, shape, or form. And I mean, time travel movies are always difficult to pull off. And this is another one that does not do it, unfortunately, with the time travel aspect. But we'll get into that at that point. But, but yeah, but mainly focusing on the blackouts, like you're basically having a seizure and when you're coming out of it. That's what it seems like, yeah. I mean, it's similar to, I don't, can't remember what, what other movie we watched that it was similar or that it might have been that uh, suitable flesh. Oh, was it kept? Yeah. yeah, each time it's more. So much, though. I don't know, but yeah. But, but I mean, like, that's that's a problem with this movie too. Is that they start a lot of seemingly really important plot points, like they keep going to his doctor and he's got all these scans and it's getting worse. Uh, they never say anything about it after a certain point. Yeah, because they're going to go back to it at a later point. So, But they don't. They do. Not at the end of the movie. What do you mean the end of the movie? The end of the movie is just, yeah, he's, he's, his, his brain's getting worse. It's still getting worse. And he's talking about how he, yeah, he packed 40 years of memory, blah, 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 blah. And after that, That was it. No, that wasn't it. Yeah. What more do they say about it? They don't specifically go back to what his condition is. They go. Oh, I know. But keep keep going. Keep going. But, you know, he finds the only way to solve all these problems. Because every time he goes back, something either bad happens. Yes, but that, 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 see, but his brain is still fucked up. And they don't deal with it. He can go back okay. and fix it again. But every time he does that, his brain fixes all the memories. And the brain on the body that he's living in at the time is fucked up. Yes, okay. But they all right, I get do what you're not now. deal with it. They do not conclude that. He just thinks he fixes it by getting rid of her. Yeah. And it's... Nope, I'm good. Maybe that did fix it. Maybe, and he doesn't need to go back to the journals. But that wasn't what was causing the brain thing. It was the coming out of the time travel and changing all those memories. Yeah, those memories are all still now changed. It's it that drives me nuts. Yeah, when they have big plot points like that, and with his father. He tells him, oh, it's going to end when you kill your mother. And, like, he gets to the point where she's almost dead, but then he does it again. Yeah. She should be dead. According to his father. But I fixed it. I can fix everything. Just getting rid of the girl wouldn't fix everything. Because then your mom's going to think you're a little little boy now, but I'm not going to get into it. But, I mean, it's there, there were too many of those little loose ends that I didn't like that got started and not finished. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I agree with you there. 
but like when they, when they're first showing like the um the secret video the secret movie uh-huh. the um, putting the explosion in the mailbox the dog mm-hmm. like obviously all these events affects him and um the heavy set kid and Kaylee and Tommy as well yeah but you don't see it until he goes back because he you're basically watching this through his point of view <laughs> and he doesn't remember or whatever but like seeing how Tommy kind of turns out, that's what fucked up kid. Uh-huh, and this uh-huh. is before he starts fucking with it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like uh-huh. you know, hey, let's put this fucking dynamite stick in fucking somebody's mailbox. And, and then someone starts walking towards it. Yeah. And then, you know, as you learn later on, it's like, okay, so now um, Ethan's gone, Evan's gone back, and he has to change the scenario. Because obviously, that's what sparked the fucking kid. um, Lenny. Lenny. That's what sparked Lenny's fucking meltdown into fucking model planes. So... When he goes to fix that, Tommy ends up saving the lady and the baby from the diner, which you don't see at the beginning. You know what I'm having a big problem with right now? What? In my mind, because I watched both of them this week, I can picture Lenny and the bully from Ted as the same fucking kid. Like every time you mention Lenny, I can I can picture the bully kid sitting in that room <laughs> with all those fucking model airplanes, and it's I, I feel like it's the same person. Yeah. But you can continue now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you know, and then Evan, of course, gets his arms blown off in one of them. Yeah, and then that changes the whole history between him and Kaylee because she ends up dating Lenny. Mm-hmm. And Tommy's a fucking born again. <laughs> like, because he thinks he saved all the people. And... Yeah. But it, if you notice, like, each time that something happens, one of them gives up something that changes the other one's history. Mm-hmm. So that, you know, Evan loses his arms, but Tommy's a better person. So then you go to the burning dog. All he's saying is cut the rope. Lenny don't give a fuck. Lenny's getting his. You're going to these out of order. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. It it's losing me, though. Oh, okay. <laughs> so. But yeah, with the cut the rope one, I mean, my issue with this part of the story. Yep. Is when he does see Lenny in the uh, the the bed there, and then mm-hmm. he says, "This should be you. You knew something big was gonna happen." Yeah. He didn't tell you to stab Tommy. He did had no idea 
that you were going to decide to kill somebody. Yeah. It should not be him in that bed. He gave you that to save the dog. Yeah. The dog was still in the sack, you know, when Pawn initial, and then, you know, they changed it by him, you know, whatever, but you, you can't twist that to make it you should be the one in this bed right now. That's no motherfucker. You fucking killed him. <laughs> Sorry. Well, I'm, I'm, That's my rant on that one. <laughs> when you're walking up to that scenario, you see smoke. You don't know what the fuck is going on. And the guy you're just walking with comes up to you and goes, okay, we need something sharp. Here, cut the rope. I'd be like, the fuck? Like, is that code for something? No, because obviously they know Tommy's a fucking psychopath at this point. Yeah, but because what we didn't talk about was when they were at the movie theaters. Now, Lenny wasn't there, but Evan and Kaylee, they share a kiss, and Tommy starts beelining it to him, going, "What are you doing?" And some kids like buying popcorn and trips him, and then he beats the snot out of him yes. with the line separator. Yeah. yeah, I mean, Tommy's fucked. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, that'll happen when... So, like, the original plot line, like, the original timeline, um, Tommy's threatening Evan after Kaylee kills herself, after he visits her. Mm-hmm. She's like a crack whore waitress or something. No, she's just a waitress. She's not a crack for you. That's the end of the movie. That guy. Yeah. She's getting ahead of herself. She looks like a crackhead in, in the fucking as a waitress. No, she just looks like a waitress. Dude, she looks fucked up. Looks like a waitress. Anyways. So dark. What, you, what the fuck do you want for the poor lady? Evans at college studying psychology and memory and all that. And he everybody knows him. He's roommates with Thumper. Who's a big humper. And it, it's funny because uh, Ethan Souplé was actually in the movie Dog that came out 2019. He's lost a lot of weight. Yeah. But, uh, but um, so then he goes back, does this secret movie scene where he, he threatens um, Kaylee and Tommy's father. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the fucking guy doesn't know what to do. And would you? Just you standing there. <laughs> I wouldn't be filming what, those kind of. It doesn't matter what you're filming those kids for. If you're standing there filming kids, and one of them's just like, "All right, fuck bag. Listen here. <laughs> like, I need to bring that back. Fuck bag. Huh? <laughs> and so then, of course, that changes the time, the course of history. Now Daddy she's in a sorority. But strictly fucking up Tommy. Yeah. But Kaylee is now in a sorority. He's in a fucking um, fraternity. Yeah, he thinks life. that, yep, yeah, he's the president of the fraternity, whatever. And then find out Tommy's come out out of jail or juvie, wherever the fuck it is he came from. Beat the shit out of his car. And Ethan fucks him, Evan fucks him up 
Nope. Ends up in jail. Where we nope. meet. Carlos, the Asian looking dude. Does that dude not look fucking Asian in that movie? Yes. <laughs> I was like, no, that's not him. You know, he was in movies. Uh, he was in Walking Tall. and. Did you not notice he was in a trailer I just watched? No, I didn't. Which one? Abigail. Oh, was he? Oh, yeah. I didn't even notice. He shows up in everything. Yeah. He's one of those background actors. No, he's just a character actor. Always a supporting actor. He's always plays good yeah. characters. He was the blob. So then, Wolverine. like, uh, let's 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 talk about prison. <laughs> that's uh, I think that's how prison usually is. Huh? I wouldn't know. Never been there. Neither have I. I don't do really know want to go. They do is. not house the smartest people. No. But, you know, when he gets his books from his mother and gets jumped by the what, Aryan Nazi nation. nation. Yeah. You know, he's got to get his books back, and there's only one way he knows how to do it. <laughs> Sometimes you just got to take the dick in jail. Well, thankfully, it doesn't come to that. He does stab them both in the groin. And uh, Carlos helps him. I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't say I agree with his methods, but I do not think they did not deserve it either. <laughs> Let's put you in that scenario, see if you don't think they deserve it. I, I said I did not think that they did not deserve it. Oh, okay. I do uh, believe they deserve it. I do not agree with his methods. He probably really shouldn't do that to people. A bit much, but could have just stabbed him in the throat. Just saying. So this is where my mind gets a little twisted. So he goes back. What the, What does that bring upon? He goes to a different event this is the one where he fucks up Lenny because he saves her and he goes back and he changes the explosion okay so that's the explosion that where we find out about the explosion I should have written down while I was watching it, but anyways. Yeah. So what did what did he do that caused Kaylee to become a uh, a prostitute? That was towards the end. Mm -hmm. uh, that was the time he went back. Uh, I think he must have done something that took Tommy out of the equation. I don't really remember. Was that when he got? When oh, Tommy that was the, after. That was after. What's his face? Lenny killed, killed Tommy. Yeah, okay. That was after Lenny killed Tommy. So, you know, I I, I think everything happens for a reason. Don't fuck with shit. Don't go back. Well, time. and here's a big part of my problem with a lot of this is and time travel in movies is I get that 
they show memories coming and memories going. But if the memories are coming and the memories are erasing, he shouldn't be able to remember those memories. Yeah. And if time travel is what brought him back to those moments, it's one of those he'd remember it type dealios. You know what I mean? Like, I get, well, we have him blackout and all that stuff, but like, there'd come a point where he'd know. You know what I mean? It's kind of hard to, it's just time travel. It's, you can't, can't fuck up, can't fuck up shit like that. Doesn't work. Yeah. So when he, when he's, when we catch up from where the movie starts, when he's rushing through the halls of the psych clinic and goes into the doctor's office and he's watching a home video of the day he met Kaylee, which brings him back. And, you know, at one point throughout the movie, she said, you know, I only stayed because of you with my father. I had a choice. And so then he tells her that if she doesn't stay away from him, He's going to murder her whole family or whatever just to scare her off. And then we come back. He's back in college with Lenny. And everything's okay. Lenny's not fucking crazy. He decides that's it. I'm done going back in time. Burns the books. So then we go, I think it's seven years later. Hey, you're walking down the street. So they actually filmed four different endings for this movie. So the theatrical release ending shows Evan passing Kaylee on the sidewalk as he sees her and he recognizes her, but keeps walking. She also has a brief moment of recognition, but also keeps walking. Yeah, that's the ending I got. Yeah. Um, One of the alternate endings, the happy ending, shows Evan and Kaylee stopping on the sidewalk as they cross paths. They introduce themselves and Evan asks her out for coffee. I would have been even angrier at this movie had it done that. The open-ended alternate ending is similar to the one where Evan and Kaylee pass each other on the sidewalk, except this time Evan, after hesitation, hesitating, turns and follows Kaylee. The ending is utilized in the film's novelization written by James Swallow and published by Black Fro- Black Flame. Yeah. Again, that would have made me mad. And then the director's ending, the director's cut ending shows Evan watching the recording of his mother giving birth to him where he proceeds to go back in time to this day where he is born and strangles himself inside his mother's uterus. I'd have been okay with that one. I'd have been like, that's awesome. He just shows up. He just got the fucking thing building. You motherfucker! No, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not doing this. Nope. But uh, the problem with that ending is it can't happen. Yeah, then you just sat there for two hours for fucking nothing. No, it just like that ending can't. How like you can't like yeah. It, like because if he's killing himself there, but he's there back to do that, his killing himself means that he can't go back and kill himself. So it, it literally can't happen. Okay. 
I'll take your word for it. I mean, think about it. If he goes back in time mm-hmm. and kills himself before he's born, he can't be born to go back in time to kill himself. But no, he be, because that hasn't happened. Much how like the scene when he goes back He's to the watching dump. himself be born. He can't go back in time and kill himself being born because then there's nobody to be born to kill himself. But if he's what if this film of him being born, that means he was born. So that means he's trying to go back to stop all this. But if he kills himself, then there would be no tape. And there would be no fucking Evan. And there would be no fucking movie. That's how time travel works. Okay. Well, we're not fucking time travel experts here. If we if we were, we wouldn't be doing this fucking podcast. We'd be fucking rich somewhere. White time travel is impossible. Well, they did it right in Back to the Future. No. Oh no! You know I'm not. Nope, not. <laughs> nope. I don't even want to st- open that can of worms. No. <laughs> I know. There's a flaw. I know. But we're not talking about Back to the Future. We're talking about the butterfly effect. Yeah. Oh, even worse interpretation of time travel. Well, even though Justin didn't like it. Some people did it and it spawned two sequels. Um, the Butterfly Effect 2 was released on DVD October 10th, 2006. It was directed by John R. Leonetti. And, and largely... It was nigh unwatchable. So I don't want to hear it. <laughs> it wasn't bad. It didn't make sense, but that one's a fucking... That'll fuck... That'd piss you off more than fucking this one. Butterfly Effect 3 was described as a very mild improvement over the nigh unwatchable Butterfly Effect 2. So, I mean... Well, there was also a third installment, the Butterfly Effect Revelations, which was released by After Dark Films in 2009. The sequel follows the life of a young man who journeys back in time in order to solve the mystery surrounding his high school girlfriend's death. This film has no direct relation to the first two and uses a different time travel mechanic. Ooh, maybe we should watch this. <laughs> no. Okay. So you know, so far I had this this year was going to go better than this. January is a slow month. We have we have some bangers some coming. Turns so far. February banger after banger after banger. To be fair, I don't remember. Oh, I can't hear this. So, but uh, what was your favorite scene? Oh, the ending credits. Um, let's. Go. <laughs> I knew I'd get you with that one. Yeah, was, yeah. I knew it was coming too. Uh, I I like Harley's. You like when what? Back in when he goes back in time to the way he does the drawing and he goes hey teacher and he does the thing with yeah. his hands and he's oh my god speak about that yeah i thought that was pretty fun that's yeah. a good way to get uh, yeah that definitely that definitely would do it um i think my favorite is when when he goes back and starts chewing the fucking father out and then he's like whispering to her and she's like don't ever touch me again but yeah What do you think about a reboot potential? 
know. It's, I mean, if they could come up with a better way to do this uh, time travel and not, you know, kind of give away the whole twist in the beginning. Yeah. Kind of nice. Well, what 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 would have made this movie better for you? I uh, probably would have taken some better writing. I don't know. It's just that, like I said, I just I figured it out too quick. Once I figured it out, it was kind of like, yeah. Do you think two then hours was, was too long? Yeah. Yeah. And then yeah. I was just looking for all the time travel mistakes. Well. Why don't we do some ratings? Uh, all right. Well, what do you rate it? <laughs> I give it a three. Yeah, you're generous. I'll give it a two. A two. That'll be nice. A two. Yeah. IMDb give it 7.6 out of 10. 34% for Rotten Tomatoes. Go Rotten Tomatoes. I, I don't know about Letterboxd because that's not filled in. But next week, we will be covering... Hold on, Letterbox is 3.4. That's a little high. 3.4 out of 5. Next week, we will be covering the anniversary of Along Came Polly, starring Ben Stiller, Jennifer Aniston. Which is the 20th anniversary of that movie, too. Good news is I've seen that one before, so I know it's not a complete standing pile of crap. I mean, come on. Look at February. The Burbs, Blank Check, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, Police Academy. I mean, 50 First Dates. And then we got Police Academy, Spinal Tap, Children of the Corn, The Ref. We got some bangers coming up. We'll, we'll redeem ourselves. There you go. There's our schedule for the next fucking month and a half. Woo! Well... That's a wrap, folks. Thanks for joining us today. That's weird. Before we go, find us on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Podcasts, and most places you listen to your podcast. And don't forget to follow us on social media. Stay up to date on future episodes and join the conversation. You can find us on Twitter slash X at the Movie Bar Pod and on Instagram at Movie Bar Podcast and on YouTube and TikTok at the Movie Bar Pod and at the Movie Bar Pod cast on Facebook. Tag us, share your favorite movie moments and suggest films you'd love for us to cover next. Have a film suggestion? Or just want to say hello? Drop us an email at the Movie Bar at Outlook. Until next time, keep the popcorn popping and the reels rolling, and we'll catch you next week on the feature presentation presented by The Movie Bar.